What is the difference between sympathy, empathy and compassion? These terms are often used interchangeably and yet they are different. Sympathy is when you are able to understand what a person is going through. Empathy is when we feel what others may feel. Like if someone trips over and you say, ouch, we imagine ourselves in their position or in their shoes. And we know that empathising too much or over a long period of time can lead to burnout, which is sometimes called carer fatigue. Compassion is similar, but subtly and importantly different. You recognise the pain in others or in yourself, but you do not get too attached and you can respond by relieving that suffering or pain. Often the hardest task is to be compassionate with ourselves. We find that we are often our own biggest critic with our negative inner voice constantly chattering away. Through practising mindfulness, we are able to detach from these thoughts. And as we become more accepting and kinder to ourselves, we can extend that kindness towards our family, friends, people we know, people we may not know or even like. In fact, all living things. Hi, my name is Jo Heath and I'm Head of Countryside at Hampshire County Council. In this series of mini-podcasts, I would like to introduce you to mindfulness. In particular, the benefits that being mindful in nature can bring. The first step on our journey of compassion is to recognise that we are human and as such we are not perfect. We make mistakes. The second is how we treat ourselves. When we make that error, do we revel in negative self-talk or even criticise ourselves to others? Could we be kinder instead? Just think how you'd counsel a friend who made the same mistake. People that we don't know or perhaps don't even like are human too. They are fallible and we all share this common experience. We are all connected to each other and to the natural world. This is how Albert Einstein expresses it. A human being is part of a whole called by us universe, a part limited in time and space. He experiences himself, his thoughts and feelings as something separated from the rest, a kind of optical delusion of his consciousness. This delusion is a kind of prison for us, restricting us to our personal desires and to affection for a few persons nearest to us. Our task must be to free ourselves from this prison by widening our circle of compassion to embrace all living creatures and the whole of nature in its beauty. Developing self-compassion can lead to greater satisfaction with life, emotional resilience, interconnectedness with others curiosity and happiness. As the Dalai Lama says, if you want others to be happy, practice compassion. If you want to be happy, practice compassion. The experiment today is to identify what action you can take to be kind to yourself. After all, you deserve it as much as anybody does. In doing so, you will find that this can lead to being kinder to others and a greater recognition of shared humanity. To do this, it's helpful to consider what activities you do that deplete you and what activities you do that uplift you. But let's focus on those that uplift you for this experiment. I invite you to take a few deep breaths 
and ask yourself, what activities uplift me? It's useful to write them down. When I've done this with a group, some of the responses are quite surprising. Putting children to bed can be depleting for one person, yet uplifting for another. There is no right or wrong here. Often, they involve doing something for yourself, doing something for others, or making a contribution to society. So some examples might be uh, perhaps taking the time to read a book, going for a walk in nature, volunteering on a conservation task, taking a long soak in a bath with a book, talking with friends, or doing nice for something else, someone else, even if it's just making a cup of tea. <laughs> Whatever activities are on your list, the idea is that you try to incorporate more of these into your everyday life. There are other activities as well that we can do, smaller ones that have a big impact, such as give yourself a hug. This releases the hormone oxytocin, which is sometimes referred to as the happiness hormone. Another one is smile at a stranger. This micro moment of connectedness can not only make them feel better, but you too. So I'm going to leave you today with this fun poem that a friend shared with me, which is perhaps a different take on the pandemic. It's from Spike Milligan. Smiling is infectious. You catch it like the flu. When someone smiled at me today, I started smiling too. I passed around the corner and someone saw my grin. When he smiled, I realised that I'd pass it on to him. I thought about that smile, then I realised it's worth. A single smile, just like mine, could travel round the earth. So, if you feel a smile begin, don't leave it undetected. Let's start an epidemic quick and get the world infected. Thank you and have a great day. Keep smiling.